Welcome to the STC Summer Podcast on the Practice of Neighbouring. Join us each week as we dive deeper into what it means to be biblically better neighbours. We hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast number three of our summer series looking at the practice of neighbouring. I almost said the practice of podcasting then, and that would have been wrong. Um, But today I'm joined by the very lovely Emily and Ben Rapley. Um, Guys, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so we're Emily and Ben. We've been in Sheffield now about 15 years, which feels like a very long time now. Uh, We have been married for 10 years this year, which again also feels like a very grown up amount of time to have been married for. Uh, We've got two kids, Imogen, who's four, and Edward, who's one. And then outside of parenting, um, Ben is head of maths for a secondary school, probably on the other side of Sheffield. And I work as a curator for the National Trust. Um, In terms of STC, we've been involved in a number of different things. So we've led clusters in various guises, uh, over maternity leave, uh, this one just gone. I've been involved in the mums and baby group we've now set up over lockdown, which was great. Ben's involved in the Dads and Littlands uh, stuff. In fact, he's sitting here in his football kit, having just got back from playing football. Um, and uh, and also, um, Ben's also involved in the youth team. So quite a bit going on that we're involved in. Fantastic. And you're absolutely right, Emily. You have thought a little bit about the introduction <laughs> that you're going to give. So that's a wonderful thing. The one thing I do want to pick you up is that Ben's school that he's head of maths at is probably on the other side of Sheffield. Uh, yes. I love the fact that there's some ambiguity there that you're not quite sure. And It is pretty much exactly opposite side of Sheffield. There we go. I, I know it because I cycle it several times. <laughs> But you are, but you are keeping uh, Emily guessing, so that's good. It's probably there, <laughs> probably, probably where it is. You think I know where I work? And I love well. the fact, I love the fact that Emily's uh, mentioned that you're sat in your smelly um, football kit, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm just um, emphasizing your servant-heartedness, darling. <laughs> brilliant. So we, I've got you guys on to talk about neighbouring, and uh, that means uh, connecting with your neighbours and I hear that uh, that you do that amongst all of the other stuff that you're doing so can you give us a little bit of a flavour in terms of what neighbouring means to you guys? I think it just it it's meant for us particularly so we've moved into our street um January just before lockdown um and and we've been given perhaps a a slightly different neighborhood than what we were expecting mm. we were expecting um you know or we sort of thought we'd move into the area there'd be some young families around we'd be able to make some real connections and you know build really strong uh, friendships and relationships and actually we moved into an area where a lot of the a lot of the houses on our street are people who are retired uh, there is no one of our age demographic on our street and so it has been quite a, a just a, a, a different opportunity to to get to know our neighbours and to to serve them, but but also just hang out hang out with them in a, a way that was slightly different. Mm. But a lot of doorstep conversations over lockdown and um, just trying to be friends with the people mm. that we've got around us. Really, I think it's been a kind of. A, a learning journey for us so when we didn't mm. have kids and we were kind of young adults young professionals 
our community was was very transient um, and it was very it wasn't our next door neighbours it was people across the city or kind of um, around the corner and that kind of thing it was very much dominated by the stage of life that people were in whereas I think as we've I mean we, as Ben said we moved into this street just before lockdown um, and it's been a process of learning that actually we're also called to this space. We felt very called to this house, bizarrely. Um, had a uh, had a real clear picture of this house uh, as we were praying a number of years ago and of this street. And so we, as Ben said, we thought we were literally moving into a street of families. It was going to be a massive like opportunity. And we dropped the age demographic by about 20 years when we moved onto our street. Uh, and that definitely has been a learning, learning of moving from... Um, kind of being focused focused on a community that isn't physically close to you to a community that is physically literally on your doorstep mm. I think that's been a learning of um I suppose referencing back to podcast number one around um who actually is physically around you and therefore that isn't that is an opportunity not a barrier and we've tried hard obviously we were bl- blessed in inverted commas with lockdown that we were kind of engaging with our, our neighbours in a way that we would never have done before and um, actually meeting them where they were at rather than just um, our natural busy lives we wouldn't have met them because um, we'd have been out the door going to work taking mm-hmm. the kids to the nursery etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas the pause of lockdown allowed those kind of doorstep conversations because nobody on our street leaves the house before eight o'clock because they don't have to anymore so you guys uh have been praying about where you're going to live um and you get a picture of the house that you're now living in um so i love that because there's no escape no escaping is there this is where god wanted to put you so you look around and you think where are the people out of our age and um they're all either your parents age or older um presumably yeah Um, and so the place where God has put you, the place that you are now called with the opportunity of lockdown uh, looks very different um, from what you're expecting. That's uh, that's crazy. Um, so some of the one or two stories of some of the some of the ways that you've connected with neighbours or uh, particular um, sort of uh, connections or openness to you. That'd be really great. I think one of the ways or one of the, the real eye opening ones was um, we assumed that your neighbours are the people that you are come out of your front door to or, or kind of your front of your house to. And actually, the real connection of neighbouring has happened to the people who we share a back fence with. Um, so there's a couple um, who've got three kids uh, whose youngest child um, is actually born about four weeks before ours. And obviously, um, you don't necessarily cross paths with the people who back onto you. Um, but we happened to notice that they were hanging out miniature sized vests and we were hanging out miniature sized vests. And uh, separately, both couples went, I think they must have a child the same age as ours because there are miniature vests hanging on the line. And um, the fence between our gardens is um quite wholly there's not it's not a very substantial fence yeah Um, and so actually over lockdown the opportunity to just chat to them started off literally as you're putting out the washing I see you have a baby how is your baby um and 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 that opportunity has really grown from there 
Um, we've chatted lots. Um, we've um, shared the, the grimness of having a small baby during lockdown and, and how hard that is. Um, their boys uh, now go, are going to go to the junior school at the school that Imogen will go to. And just an opportunity to share, to learn from them and to, to be, um, you know, one of the key things we've learned in neighboring is the importance of showing your own vulnerability um, so uh, Imogen is going into a school that we've never been allowed to walk into because of COVID. We've never been able to go in the door. We um, haven't spoken to the teachers and all those kinds of things. But our neighbour has because her boys have been through that school. And actually sharing my vulnerability of I've never met this person that's now going to be our daughter's kind of um, teacher, etc., and just sharing that with our neighbour and sharing um, and asking for her advice and her thoughts and and that starts to build relationship in a way that um, mm. that, that that is so beyond just the kind of would you like to come to a coffee morning or something like that. Um, and the relationship has developed so much that um, it's taken us quite a long time to figure out whether or not we're going to fix the fence because um, because we're on a terraced garden. If we were to put up a fence, we've undeniably love at how high that fence goes because. At the moment, we can chat over the, guard, the the fence to each other. But if we put a whacking great fence up, then that really physically blocks that relationship. Um, and so I thought we would put a fence up within the first six weeks of being yeah. here because it really is quite exposed. But we're now moving. We're over 18 months having lived here and we're still dithering um, over the fence. And one of the key reasons is that that relationship's growing and it feels like a real open door. And I think the other thing we've also learned with neighbouring is... Um, to be aware of the other connections around you. So our neighbour who we've chatted to over the fence goes running with someone in my small group and some friends from church have moved in next door to them. And just that in that neighbouring kind of experience, it's not just you. And when we live in um, kind of quite close quarters as you, you kind of live in suburbia, you're not very far away from anybody just to be looking out for who other people already know and what connections are already there and not expecting you as the individual mm. to be the only person mm. kind of going about that. Yeah, we, uh, had that, we had that on our street. In fact, as we started to get to know them, two of our neighbours were working for the council. One of them had actually interviewed um, somebody that we know at church for the job that they now currently have. Um, and uh, so bumps into them every day. So it's huge. Mm. Um, I heard that the uh, that the fence was on Ben's to do list. Um, <laughs> I, that's why I feel it's the Lord telling me that I need to keep putting it off. I so that's um, you know I think I'm doing the spiritual job of procrastinating on that one. Absolutely, um, a the spiritual procrastination. Only. It's a beautiful um, thing. But but moving on very quickly, uh, when I think another another story um, with our neighbours is that we had um, over Christmas we we were we, we knew like church was doing the the baubles to hand out to people um so we just went went down and picked up a load and then we just happened to see on facebook that the brass uh, one of the brass bands was saying we've got an availability if you want us to come and so we just went like yeah absolutely come down to our street and then we were just able to we just went round. we handed everyone a bauble uh i took imogen round it was absolutely chucking it down um but so we weren't able to have many conversations but we were able just to just you know it was a really small thing and it didn't really cost us anything because it was free from church and then it was um 
it was tips on the night for the for the brass band mm-hmm. um and we went around we got to speak to everyone we we had a really nice conversation and then actually they came around the band the band came around on christmas eve and nearly the whole street came mm-hmm. out and sang with us mm-hmm. um and it was just it was really lovely and it was really low like oh, low it maintenance was, it, it was, wasn't like a a planned we're going to do this it just mm-hmm. we saw the opportunity we went for it it was I think what was um what was really important there is because of the age demographic of the street that we live on Christmas this year we knew was going to be really hard for people I mean it was hard for everybody this year but for um the three ladies on our road who are widowed um who were in a very vulnerable category um we've got a couple on our street whose children live abroad they were not going to see anybody on Christmas and all of that specialness and all of that um, tradition wasn't going to be there for them. And they'd spoken to us in passing about kind of how they really weren't looking forward to it. And actually the opportunity to, um, I mean, the reason we got the brass band is because I was still feeding Edward in the middle of the night and happened to see on Facebook that they were doing it. And so uh, capitalised on the middle of the night feed. Um, But for them, it created a sense of specialness rather than it just being another day in lockdown. Yeah. And I think um, the other thing that we um, have thought about is how neighbouring can actually be quite light to touch. Um, and I think sometimes um, the whole, and we were talking about this earlier about um, what Alex Absalom was talking about way back in summer 2020, I think it was, around the difference between hospitality and hosting. And that um, that that's really a key difference in getting our getting everyone's getting our heads around um, hospitality and hosting is is the difference between those things is really important. And I think there's there's something that can be applied there to to neighbouring and 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 hosting again. That if if we think with neighbouring we've got to put on a big street party and we're going to organise everything and and or we're going to invite everybody in and and it becomes a um, a task really it does become onerous and too much to do and stressful mm-hmm. and everything but actually if neighboring is about just showing the love and kindness of Jesus to the people around us then it suddenly it becomes so much more light touch and the connections are built there because it's not a um oh Emily and Ben put on this I don't know yeah amazing thing and and it's a it's not a doing thing it allows an equality of relationship to be built built there um, and I think it goes back into what I said about that vulnerability. It's a two-way relationship, not a um, one-sided yeah. Um, relationship. Yeah, because because that's that's the thing. Um, part of the reason for getting you guys on is because we've got a head of maths, probably on the other side of the city. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got somebody who works um, with the National Trust. Uh, you've got two young children. Uh, you're volunteering at church, left, right and centre. Um, ben, you're even going out and playing football and getting a little bit sweaty. Obviously, you've not had time to change. So you're obviously busy people. Um, <laughs> so there is that sense of trying to sort of fit in neighboring um so the fact that you guys are not trying to make it a performance um but but a natural part of um being in the in the local community is huge um is there other ways that you've connected ben i, th- I think it's it's also it's being being attuned to using your skill set and and not going you don't I can't look, I can't look at Emily and go like, wow, like 
she's like really thought out and planned about how we're going to do this. So I need to match that and do the same because that's just that's just not who I am, and that would create a massive. Um, it would it would take me three times as much work, and I would do it twice as badly if I would like if it was um, if if I was to do that. But but what I can offer is. I can I can offer just to like if something's broken I can try and fix it because I'm pretty snow. good at that I can shovel snow um, and I have other skills as well but, but just not many but like it's really good at fixing fences as well Ben <laughs> hypothetically I go on so. um, but you know it's those it's that you know, some you know sometimes when you're doing something that's that's good for you or like not good for you but like you're good at or you can do sometimes it just doesn't feel like any extra hassle it's like oh well that's not really fixing someone's bike well that's not for me that's not a like that's not a task like I don't mind that I quite enjoy that Mm -hmm. but for someone else that would be a real blessing and and it's that you know it's it's using what you've got and using and and recognizing that rather than trying to do trying to do be someone else or do something in someone else mm. because you've seen them do it like that or they've done that. Mm. So um, so it's a Rapley shaped, it's a Ben Rapley shaped offering yeah. to, to the local community rather than a uh, Emily Rapley shaped offering Absolutely. because she like, will do what she does. Yeah. Yeah. And never ask Emily to try and fix a bike. No, no, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's also about taking the opportunities when they appear. So, yeah. one of the other things we did was um, when there were these eggs that were available yeah. for Brewster. Um, we again i'd had some vague idea about we'd get on and we'd do something amazing for easter and there'd be some sort of trail and etc etc and let's be honest that never really happened but what did happen was an email went around saying church providing some easter eggs do you want some and literally it was an in my head count up of how many houses are on our street and then an email back say yes please can i have 16 and then they arrived and so on easter sunday we dropped one on every single doorstep mm. um mm. and the and for us that was very easy it took the time it took to kind of walk the 16 houses that there are kind of on our street um but the connection that we then had from people I mean I had a wonderful conversation with um one of the gentlemen that live across the road from us who came over to say thank you and he's and they go to church that's the other thing a lot of the people on our street go to church we were like oh okay nobody to convert but again that's not the point um and and he came over and he said oh that's so kind of you to to drop that off um he said um it's wonderful to be able to share share the the joy of the resurrection with somebody on our streets yeah and um he's 84 and they, their church hasn't started up in the same way that stcc had at that point in time and so they had no collective way of celebrating easter but standing on the doorstep at kind of quarter past eight handing him a chocolate egg was for him a real way of connection and and that for him was really uh significant but the amount of planning and organization went into that from our perspective was really minimal and I think Mm. that's probably one of the things we have slowly learned over time is that everybody is pressed for time there is always going to be many of the things you can do um but that neighboring is something that um is is so because it is light touch because it shouldn't be a task it can be something that's done really simply it's as simple as um 
a neighbour, our one of our neighbours sits out, um, again, she's quite elderly, but she sits out on the front of the um, street because that's where the sunshine hits at three in the afternoon. Mm. And if I'm coming back with the kids, um, rather than going straight into the house, I go and sit on the doorstep, suitably two metres away from her, uh, and the kids play in, the, in our garden, um, and we have a quick chat about generally the weather and other things along those lines. But there are days I know that over lockdown, Shima had no contact with anybody. Um, and actually that very simple time, the same of time spent with her um, means more than all of the stuff that we can organise um, for the street. It's really powerful. Yeah, we heard from um, Pete and Joanne um, last week uh, and they had a similar sort of experience moving to Sheffield from um, from Wales uh, right at the start of lockdown. I think they moved in in March rather than uh, rather than January, and um, and Pete had to shield as well, so they weren't actually heading out. And they sat at the front of the house and uh, and chatted to loads of folk, made loads of great connections just by being around in a place where uh, where they would accost neighbours in a friendly manner uh, as uh, as they were around and about. It's so powerful, isn't it? So good. I think one of the things that we have, and this sounds grim, but it didn't come from me, um, is that the majority of people in our streets are, a lot of people in our street are in their 80s. And a lady across the road said it to me, so I'm not saying it. She said, this street's going to change a lot in the next five years. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> um, and, um, and she's right, it will. The, the, the people who live on the street will change in the, in the next five to ten years. Uh, that's just a fact of life. Um, and that made us think about, OK, so if we're the first young family on this street, how do we want to set up the um, foundations of what neighbouring looks like? We live on a cul-de-sac. What do we want to do about cases? So when the, when the when the first person does change over uh, and someone moves in, because it's, it's <laughs> being ever so delicate, Emily, I love it. When, when the next person does change over, uh, yeah, yeah. When when from, the next house this goes life to the next, yes, exactly. <laughs> or move for any other good reason, indeed, indeed. Um, what do we want to do about setting down yeah. some foundations of being neighbourly, and how do we create that community? Um, in a way that, um, yeah, that, that allows us to form those connections and set the the the, the foundations for neighbourliness on the street. Um, yeah, because it's it's just, you know it's it's just that it's that community you want you want to live and people want to live in an area where you look out for each other. You you'll take the bins out for each other. There is you know it's reciprocal that you can you know it's not just. Uh, constantly working one way but it's mm. it's that sort of you know that that is that community feel um and it's it has been you know a bit I think a bit of a journey on this street and just sort of how how that works and it is nice thinking that there's you know I think there's also been a lot of a lot of people have seen great joy from Imogen uh, and Edward now running about on the street, and and just like like I said, like this for for a long time, uh, people weren't able to visit grandchildren and see that, and so having that youth. But it, people, a lot of them have said to me, it's just lovely to have this sort of like children noise back on the street, and and R two do bring a lot of that noise. <laughs> um, I don't know why it might be something to do with their parents. Um, 
but it is it is some of that um you know life and I think that feeds into exactly what we're trying to talk about is that mm. kind of light touch. And I think one of the final kind of one of the, the stories from the end of 2020 that worked for us was um, the family that we back onto. Um, we very much last minute were like, should we do some sort of fireworks? Oh, yeah. And to the point that I thought, oh, that's not going to work. So I reckon Tesco's have probably sold out. But anyhow, Tesco's, for whatever reason, were having maximum deliveries of fireworks in 2020. And, um, and so we managed to get a box of those really like bog standard fireworks you get from Tesco's. Um, and, um, and we set them off in our back garden, but we invited our neighbours uh, who then invited their neighbours because uh, we kind of, because the fence, as we've talked about, is so piddly, um, you could see into our garden from lots of different angles. So we had four family, four um, houses. And I think there was us and our, our kind of neighbours who've got children. But then there are two others, one who's got a small child who also comes to St Thomas's, but then also just a young couple that back onto them and, and just be able to chat. And everyone bought sacks and everyone bought drinks and you're literally passing things over the garden wall. Um, and but everybody kind of messaged or said afterwards, oh, that was so lovely of you to organise. I really felt like texting back. I didn't. I literally I scooped up a packet of fireworks off the chance because Tesco's happened to have some left over. Mm. Um, and that's my encouragement would be that kind of like keep it simple because it's so much easier if you keep it simple. Brilliant. Oh, guys, it has been so good chatting to you. Uh, we're about there on time. Um, what I will say to anyone that's listening, if you are looking for a housing cross pool uh, where the internet is perhaps a little bit dodgy, the fences could do with a little bit of work, do stay in touch with Ben and Emily because over the next five years, there's a lot of properties that become available. Although they may need a little bit of a cosmetic update. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but it's so good to, uh, so good to chat to you guys. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, today and uh, we will see you very soon. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any questions about STC or would like to get in contact please email admin at stcsheffield.org.